0: Y'all better come on in here. Come on in this room. Come on in. 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 Today is wonderful Wednesday, and it's not only that; it's January eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. You are listening to Jennifer Annette Smith, governmentally so, also known as Miss Jen, also known as the proprietor of Jazzy Speaks LLC, bringing you the ninth season, eighth episode of the Jazz Podcast. That's right. Let's go ahead and bring it on in. Bring it on in. Bring it on in. Bring in that fire, fuel, fervor, energy, vibes, good feelings, positivity, all out only. Listen i hope that you're doing well today um this is not going to be a very lengthy podcast but i want to get to the point i want to get it done and i want the point to be made first of all we're glad about it it's another day that we've been blessed to be here it's another day that we've been blessed on this journey it's another day that we've been able to sojourn through the games and the wherewithals and the throes of life listen the midweek it is the hump day up is wednesday and you know what day it is hump day like the camel from the geico commercials anywho I want to get on here really briefly. I want to go ahead and get us into the point, the the theme, the title, the main idea, if you will, of today's episode. There is no triumph without being tried. Jen, what are you talking about? Get your life. I'm going to help you get yours. Listen, again, there is no triumph without being tried. For example, yesterday, having a great day, ready to go, start the day. It's time to hit the phone lines at work. I get a call from my child. First of all, I get two calls from a number that I don't don't recognize. So I don't answer it. Because usually numbers that are local, but then they have like your state name at the bottom of it, are scammers. They're robo people. They're bill collectors or whatever. Whatever the case is. So I didn't answer the first call. Okay? But it came back to back. I said, okay all the numbers i use are saved in my phone i know everybody from ain't vicky ain't nan ain't Lur, ain't heidi my mom my you know my kids on their like wi-fi phones all my friends all the co-workers supervisors loved ones you know church members if they're in there so i'm like okay this number just called back to back so i answered it and Varys doesn't sound good that's the first thing i noticed she's like and i know when she's not good because she calls me mommy she's like mommy can you please come get me i said what is going on she said i don't really feel good she's like i'm you know she's been dealing with really bad headaches for the past couple of weeks okay um just a background information um and i was standing at the bus stop and i felt like i was about to pass out she said i kept smelling gas i kept smelling gas and she says so i sat down on the curb where the bus usually pulls us up at and i was like well where are you now she's like i'm using one of my friend's phones to call you um i'm on the bus and we're, we're headed to school um she said, but can you just please come get me? I said, okay. I said, all right, not a problem. I said, I will be there shortly. Um, let me go ahead and sign up out right of here. And that's it. And all I know, guys, within three minutes, I already sent my supervisor an important DM, put a flag on it. I was like, I got to go. I said, can you please just clock me out the system? this and this and this and this and this. And this and stuff so i'm going i know every bit of 60 between leaving work in biloxi hitting pops ferry hitting pass road staying on pass road continuing on pass road until i got the 25th hitting and going across that to get to north Gulfport to pick her up and i leave work like leaving out the gate and everything by 806 now from the time she called me let my supervisor know You know, getting all my stuff together, signing out the computer, getting to my car, leaving the gate. By the time I get to pass road, it's 8:06 at the light. I pull up at her school at 8:25. Did you hear what I just said? So, honey, sister, girl, Jennifer, this one right here, I was rolling. Because when your children call you or somebody calls you regarding your children, all bets are off. Everything else stops. Whatever is there will be there tomorrow. Whatever ain't there, somebody else must have grabbed it. Whatever the case is, because the whole time I'm just praying. I'm just praying. I'm like, Lord, you said in your word that healing was our bread. You are our children. We don't play about you, and you don't play about us. So I'm going to need you not to play about her right now. I'm mean, going to need you to cover my daughter, because the only thing I can see just in my mind as a mother, I was like, Lord, what if I pull up here and she done fainting? What if I done pulled up here and it's EMTs and, and- ambulance and paramedics everywhere but thank god I pulled up right before the bus got there I called the front desk they said that um you know the bus hadn't come here yet but they were gonna call me on my phone I said well I'm in the parking lot I'm getting her out of here as soon as she gets off the bus to go to the ER and they're like okay not a problem yes ma'am and so about maybe three minutes later the lady from the front desk at the office called me Now, there's so many different things going through my mind at this time because of, you know, what's happening, you know, because of the fact that she's on this bus and I'm trying to call that number she called me from and it's going to voicemail. All these things going through my mind because that's my child. Not only that's my child, that's my firstborn child. Me and V have gone through a little bit of everything together um, in the years that she's been alive because generally that's what happens. I mean, that's just real, whether prepared or not, you know. A parenthood, You know, you with that first one, you know, you go through the wherewithals of all that, you know, being a parent, knowing what that means, feeling what that means, adjusting to what that means. So I'm just having all these different things. I'm having visions of how she was as a little girl. I mean, she's still a little in my eyes because she's 12, but I'm concerned about her um as i would be any children that are connected to me but i'm racing down pass road thankfully the lights were in my favor yesterday so i'm like zoom 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 like the monster commercial okay and so i get to the school and of course i'm waiting then front desk calls me two minutes later and tells me that you know that the bus is here you can come on um you can come on and check her out. And me and her and me, I go get her and she just, she's, she looked at me and she tried to crack a smile and I just mouth. It's okay. And so the lady had me sign her out the little, the binder notebook and I saw her and she, I want to give you a visual right quick. My daughter, she's amazing. She's like a little, you know, just a little Hershey kiss because she's a truly a, you know, a chocolatey girl. She's dark skin, but she has beautiful skin and she's a beautiful young lady, um preteen, uh however you want to state it. And um but when I got to her, she was my color. And she's like, mommy, I don't feel good. Mommy, I don't feel good. I said, it's all right. It's all right. Just come on. I said, just come on, lean on me. We're going to get you in this car. We're going to get you to the hospital. And she's like, I said, that's all right. I, said, I I, I dashed over here. As soon as I heard what was going on, she's like, I'm so sorry. My said, you don't apologize for anything. I said, now, come on. I said, go ahead. You know, just sit, throw your back, throw your backpack in the back. And we're going to go ahead and um, get you to this hospital. And so, again, still zooming down the road now. Because even though we're in North Goport, off Illinois, you know, I still gotta get the memorial over there off 33rd, over there on 15th Street, off Broad Avenue. So we're rolling, okay? I leave my employee badge on on purpose. Hello, somebody. Oh, yeah, because you're gonna know I'm one of y'all and y'all gonna do her right up in here. So um, I immediately, because that's in the area where I work in my um, department, I was like, can we get her a scan going on? I mean, you know, he, he's talking about, you know, I don't want to do a CT because it's, it's radiation and that could be, you know, it could be like a health concern for her later, you know, radiation, that type of thing can set up cancer in her body. I so I don't want to hear all that. I said, no, no disrespect to what you're telling me. I know that that's not the scan I'm talking about. I said, what about the MRI? He's like, oh, okay. He said, well, you know, that is another department. He said, you can get with radiology to see if you want to schedule that and make sure that there's nothing going on. Um, he said, normally, if she's able to do those things, I like to rule out, you know, I can rule out meningitis and this and this and that. And um, he was like, but mainly, he said, first things first, he said, the over-the-counter is not working, so we need to give her some prescribed headache medication and um something else to assist with her monthlies okay great now we're getting somewhere just as he was about to do the order for the mri he got an emergency call over the page to go to emergency surgery so he had to go and of course you know the nurses and the other ones that were at the stations helped me and got her discharged thankfully praise be to god the medicine soothed her and she was kind of her no normal self in the latter part of the day at first she was kind of getting used to it kind of getting situated um and i'm saying all that to say this as a parent you know you don't calm down until you're finally at home and you know your child is situated like you like so my nerves and just my mental was on 90 like 100 to like 0 to 3000 because I wanted to make sure that she was alright I'd never seen her like this before I knew how she felt I knew feeling faint and even when we got out the car at the ER she was like you know she was walking and she was walking kind of wild but she said mom she's like I feel like I'm about to fall I said no no I said it's I said I got you I said just put your because we had to park next door to the hospital at the medical office building at the cancer center because of course the ER has like 14 parking spaces whatever and so so um and so like go around and so um you know we're we're at we're, we're at the ER and she's like I feel like I'm about to fall. I said, no, I got you. No, you're not. You're going to be fine. I said, just put your arm in my arm. And just when you walk lean onto me, I got you. And so I just walked her into the ER and we didn't even sit down. Like as soon as I told them the registration was going on, we turned like a quick circle. They did vitals. They, you know, they gave her, they sent us to triage right across the hall. They said, what's going on? Asked her pain levels, all this stuff. We were turning to go to the lobby where the couches were. They said, Smith. And I was like, that's us. Let's go. And so um, we're walking towards, you know, trauma ER department. You know, of course, they got us in. They opening the doors, and she's like, mommy am I sick?" I said, "No." I said, "You just don't feel that well." I said, "But that's why we're here, so they can figure out what's going on and to help you feel better." Okay, and that eased her mind. Going back to my original point of the theme of this uh, podcast episode, there is absolutely unequivocally no triumph at all in the world. You can forget about it without being tried all of us were yesterday because we were all concerned all of us were praying yesterday and I still will be uh, contacting the neurology department to get that MRI scheduled regardless um she's feeling better today thank God But sometimes you get those moments in life where you just everything else has to put a pause on when it comes to things like that. Your health, your children's health, that job will be there. Whatever it is that God is destined for your heart and what your intentions are, he will allow it to be blessed. All that will be there. But when it comes down to your health, when it comes down to your children, when it comes down to like your livelihood, when it comes down to your actual life, that takes the precedence over everything. So I just want to encourage anybody out there that is in the middle of the week, just like me in the middle of getting things done such as I and you know you're being tried and there are unexpected curveballs you know being thrown in your way and it's like Lord do we really have to deal with this today because I honestly I thought that for a second like is this really something we got to deal with today like I knew what I had going on at my desk but it's like you know what that's my child like, I, you know, and sometimes some entities, let me say this real quick, will have a problem. I have an issue, you know, when stuff like that happens and you have to go. But it's like at the end of the day, you know, they can replace you literally as you're walking out the door. And I as much as I love the entity for which I work, that is a prime example. They will replace you before you even turn in your badge to leave, let alone if it's voluntary or involuntarily. So when it comes down to, you know, what matters most. You know, nothing for me, I tell people all the time, nothing tops me being a mother. Their livelihood and their quality of their livelihood and their lives are my concern. They're my focus. That's my priority. When that's running right, everything else makes sense. It's just like it's almost an automatic almost because sometimes it takes a different toll depending on, you know, what your welcome into motherhood looks like. But when you become a mother, well, Let me say it for me. I was already crossing over as soon as I found out I was pregnant. That protective and that nurturing and all that kicked in while they were, you know, in a utero. There there was no getting used to the idea. No, like I just automatically said, I know how you got here. I did what I had to do for you to get here. You know, however it was, because neither one of them were playing. Let's just be real but that we're in God's plan God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave me um, Varys Annette Smith and Maxillian Chancellor Smith he knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly what was he was doing with the space you know, in which they were born you know, he knew to give me a little bit of space to do what I got to do with Varys be fully acclimated with being someone's mommy and then all of a sudden woohoo there's a boy and it's amazing okay he knew what he was doing god knows and he knows what there's a song that says you know just jesus i encourage you to look that up your youtube google up uh, uh apple uh store you know google play whatever you got and i want you to listen to that song if you're a faith walker talker believer and even if you're not it's just a good encouraging song and this is and i don't know all the words but i just love the part when they say just jesus and then you know and then at the end of it he said you know um He satisfies because he does. Like, that was my driving force to stay strong and keep keep myself together yesterday. Because when you get that phone call, it could be about your children. It could be about a loved one. It could be somebody just that's connected to you, that you're associated with, a friend. When you get that call, you get that notification, you get that email, you get that text, whatever it is. And there's all of that going on. Like, the only thing you're thinking of is, you know, initially I was like, oh, no. Like, Lord, I got to tell them I got to get up out of here. You know, it's going to be. But then I was like, that's my child. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in the same second I thought, I'm like, no, no, Jim, you're going to get up out of here and whatever's on your desk is going to be there in the morning because this is your daughter. Like, my thing is like, Lord forbid, I would have drove all the way over there and, I mean, of course, scooting and booting through every light because, thankfully, most of them were green, so I was legal in that aspect, seriously. Uh, But, like, it's just like, what if I would have gotten over there and then, you know, it wasn't just the ambulance and it wasn't just the paramedics and it wasn't just EMTs. It was, like, the police department. Or it was like that white van, and y'all know what I'm talking about. The coroner. You know, what if the, Mr. Switzer was over there? I would have lost it. And then that brought me back to another point, and I'm segueing into another piece of testimony here. It made me think about myself almost four years ago, and I talk about it, and I shall never forget. Um, I started out with, you know, a cardiac. It was a cardiac scare. No, 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 no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I had the same symptoms. I mean, roughly so. It, it, things were a little bit different as far as my particular case, but I still I couldn't really breathe that well. I just wasn't feeling that great. I just wasn't feeling that well, okay? And um, I remember Boo took me to the hospital, and so he's walking me in, and, and actually he got somebody to get a wheelchair to bring me in because I was just... By the time I got there, he was just telling me, he said, you look gray. He said, you look gray and you just... And I, all I remember, you know, I remember he was driving, and he had, we actually... We actually got pulled over because he was rolling. I don't, I, last time I looked at the speedometer, I think it was like at 70, and he was just getting it. And, um, seriously, now, you understand? Like, it was, it was, it was a real moment, and he was flying. I, I knew it because I felt it. Like, I felt like I was, I felt like literally we were flying on the road. And a policeman pulled him over. He's like, I got to get my girlfriend to the hospital. She's not feeling well. She can't breathe, you know, um, it's just, it's just not good. We need to get her there. So he was like, okay. He was like, I will follow you for a little while, and I'm going to turn off. He was like, just put your hazards on and, you know, hit the cruise control and be safe. And then that was it, thank God, because we didn't have time for no warning at that time. By the time I got to the hospital, long, 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 long story short, my pulse was in the 40s. Huh, okay, your pulse is supposed to be 80 plus. Okay? Just, we need to, just to help you with that. Okay? Okay, so that was that. And then my my blood pressure for about two hours was at stroke level and the regular ER doctors, they kind of came in came out, came in, came out and the nurses I remember because you know the nurses kind of tell you what's going on by their facial expressions and they were just like they kind of looked mortified like every time they would come in and look at my um, the meter, they were like oh my god, and they would run, they'd write something down and go back outside and so they kind of did this back and forth, back and forth and I could tell Boo was getting nervous because he started pacing so an hour into this, this other guy came in, I wish I wish to goodness I knew what his name was, but he was one of the cardiologists and he said, Ms. Smith, my name is Dr. So-and-so. Um, we were trying to figure out what's going on because your pulse is in the 40s. He said, like, I really don't know how you're awake. Your blood pressure's at stroke level. We can't get it down. Um, obviously, you know, there's something going on and um, your EKG came back abnormal. So we're going to admit you um, to cardiology. And I was kind of, and I was like, and I was still trying to breathe. So I was like, okay, okay. And then so, and then I remember Boo was just looking at me. He was like, okay, thank you, doctor. Dr the And he was like, you're all right? I said, mm-hmm. and I said I'm going to just, I think I just kind of mustered out the, I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to text everybody to pray. That's the only thing I remember. You're not going to get to the triumph. Of any result, any outcome Without going through Without being tried Whether it's your patience, your faith Your physical body Your spiritual health, your emotional health, your mental health Your children's health Anybody's health in your family Those that you love and that are connected to You are not going to get to the land of triumph Without going to the valley you go through Without going through the valley of a trial Without going through the valley of trying Or being tried Okay? I just I wanted to go ahead and share all that because I wanted to illuminate that very fact that of that. You're you just it's not gonna happen. And I wanna encourage you to keep going forward today. Don't kill yourself, but keep going forward today. You're between the story that I just shared about myself and my daughter, you're looking at two people who are not supposed to be here. Actually, because when we got to the ER, um, you know, they were like her pressure's high, and talking about my daughter now. You know, they said her pressure was like 150 over 90 and then her heart beats per minute with like 120. You're supposed to be in that 80 to 90 range, okay? So I'm praying over that the whole time, just silently in my head. But whenever, you know, she would look at me, I would just give her a smirk and give her a thumbs up and be like, you know, we got you. We got you, you know. Um, but I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to recognize and understand and remember that whenever you go through these things, it's a point to it. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't make sense. It, you know, it does, sometimes it doesn't in the midst of dealing with it, right? Okay, But there is a point to it. You're going to get there. You're going to get to where you prevail. You're going to get to that place of triumph. You're going to get to the land of um, getting through and getting getting past. It. Okay? And I believe that for you. With every fiber of my being, I believe the God in you for it. He's not going to send you through all that blankly. He's not going to send you through all of those things that you sojourner through and that you suffer through. Or that you reign through or that you persevere through for nothing. For an ill effect. That's not how he works that's not how that goes you're gonna get to your land of triumph through the trial through being tried so just keep trying today and just like that yeah i'm not gonna hold you we're done and just like that it's the it's the eighth episode season nine of the just jazz podcast that's right (laughs) That's right. Governmentally proprietary, respectfully yours, Jennifer Annette Smith. Always a duty, joy, and honor, privilege. Humbly from my heart to yours, my home and household and family to yours. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday today. Don't worry about being tried. Just keep trying. And you will get to the land of triumph. And until tomorrow on a thankful Thursday edition of the podcast, it's Jen on the mic, and I'm out.